0: Welcome to everybody. Cute little dog. Oh, man, we had a plumbing issue. I'll get into it in the podcast. Ah, man. But before we do that. Actually, I got nothing else. Welcome to Infinite Pulp. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Aaron. I'm here with you. I am Max. I am back as well. This is a show. It's a podcast. We're going to get it moving. I have some stories for you that's happened over the last few days with some water and some plumbing and a pretty apathetic landlord. But before we get into that, Max, how you doing? I am
1: doing swell, man. It's later in the day where I am. I'm here on the East Coast. So for me, it's like one o'clock. I've been up for a few hours now. I had a great night's sleep last night. My first good night's sleep almost all week. So that's made a huge difference. I'm sitting here drinking a chocolate peanut butter smoothie and chatting with you. Ooh. and uh, staring down some some housework later this afternoon. It's going to be really relaxing, man. After we get done, I'm going to probably it'll be about four our time. I'll probably pour myself a little red wine and do some cooking, do some dishes, and I've got some laundry that I need to fold and do. So it's
0: going to be a very relaxing evening. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, that sounds really, really nice. I have an interview on after this at 3.30 my time. So So not (laughs) not as relaxing. (laughs) No, which is why we're recording a little bit earlier today than we usually do. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's with Enterprise, the management and training program. So we'll see how that goes. I got a call from the staffing agency that I've been working with for like recruiting earlier this morning, telling me they're getting, just getting some updates. or starting to throw my resume out there and start marketing me to different places. So hopefully things will happen soon and uh, we can go down a path of recording these at night like we're used to because I have a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel uh, that. Which would be wonderful. Before we get into that, before we get into topic, as we mentioned last week, this is a pretty sweet topic again. Last week, we got to know Max. This week, we're getting to know me. Very similar questions. I promise you, I have not looked at them. I looked at one question just because it was the first one, and I had to copy and paste it to Max, so I Ugh. know that one. Cheater. I know, I know. But the fact that we also did a, you know, hour and a half long podcast about the exact same topic two months ago, I feel like, (laughs) you know, we have answers to that one pretty easily. Um, Before that, though, man. So two days ago, was it? It wasn't yesterday. It was a day before that. The day before that, I rolled out into our laundry room, which is our downstairs. So we have a split level house and downstairs there are. Four bedrooms and there's a pretty large laundry room that has, you know, our washer and dryer in it and like a couch, a rug and a couple other pieces of furniture. So it's not small. And I walk in there and I look over and I see like shimmering on the ground. And I was just like, hmm, that looks like water. (laughs) I should probably check that out. And it was quite a bit of water on there that had been seeping up from the ground. And I initially thought the washer was leaking, so I turned off the washer, and I'm like, I have to, I have to be, I have to clean this up. Like I can't just let this sit, you know. And so I started cleaning it up, and I got all the towels out, and I, you know, we have a little mop, so I tried doing that. And I got all the water cleaned up. emailed the landlords like, hey, our washer looks like it's leaking. Just let you guys know. Please nobody do washings up until we get it fixed. And. She's like, OK, cool. She scheduled a washer repairman to come out in September. I was like, ah, I don't I, I get to go home and do laundry, so it doesn't really hurt me at all. But it does suck <laughs> for people who can't do laundry for the next two weeks in September. Holy cow. Everything is done. Life is good. I don't even think about it anymore. So I go back to my room and seclude myself and watch TV and games done quick because that's going on right now. And I wake up in the morning and I walk out probably around 10, 1030. I've been up since like 730 or so, but I walk out about 10, 1030 and I look over and there is now I'm like, well, is this, this is more water on the ground now, like substantial amount more than there was before. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I, something else is going on besides besides like the washer and dryer. And so there's, like, probably, I wouldn't even, like, at certain points in the ground, there's got to be, like, maybe half inch to an inch of standing water. Holy like, cow. It was not small. It's not, like, a little, like, oh, there's, a, like, a glistening of water. It's, like, no, I step in it, and, like, it's, it's like. It's a puddle. Yeah. A puddle. And so I'm, like, oh, I emailed the landlord. I was, like, I think this is a much bigger deal than, than I initially thought it was. You should probably get over here to look at this, um, and the email I get back was, oh, that sounds like it's a drainage blockage. So when you guys, all you need to do is just mop it up and towel it up. I'm like, I don't have enough towels to like do this. Like, there's not enough. And so I spent a good hour yesterday just trying to mop things up and like and towel things up and and try to convince my landlord that this is a bigger deal than it was. And like, Ugh. I don't know if it was just me, but like, I feel like if my tenant emailed me and said there is standing water on the ground, I'd want to come check it out, you know? Like I wouldn't just throw it up of like, oh, if you, anytime you guys use the restrooms now, you're just gonna have to mop up the floor. I was just like <laughs> what? Like do you care about your house? If and, like, the roof have- starts
1: leaking, we'll just need you to go ahead and put
0: on some new shingles. Like, no, that's yeah. what you are for. That is your job. And and it's like, I'm not totally surprised. That's kind of how it's been throughout the whole time I've been living here. I mean, other than that aspect of it, I think they're a terrific landlord. So it's not like it's too bad. But I'm like, this just, I'm like, like, I told you, I think you should get over here right away. Like, it's not like I wouldn't just tell you that. I wasn't trying to be hyperbolic to you. Like, the floors warped a little bit. I'm like, this is a bigger issue. And she's like, oh, just make sure you clean up the water so the floors don't warp. And I was like, this is your house. Like, yeah. this isn't my house. Yeah. I don't care if the floors warp. Yeah. Like, if you want them not to warp, you should probably get yourself over here and help us clean this up. You know? And, like, I don't know. I was frustrated with her about it. The Pro Drain guys came today. They fixed everything. Everything should be good. But, like, a bunch of water got into some of my roommates' rooms and, like, they weren't home. So, like, I made sure and tried to clean those up for them and I didn't get all the water. And, like, I, I don't know, man. It was just. Depressing the last a few headache. days. Yeah, it's a, you headache. Know? a headache, along with other things that are going on. Just like, I don't want to deal with this right now, you know. Like I want to try to focus on other things. So that's kind of how my last few days have been going. Other than that, though, pretty good. I got that call from the staffing agency today, which lifted my spirits. I still haven't heard anything back from another company that I've been um really hoping to get into. And they said that they so we talked on LinkedIn, she reached out to me, we had a phone interview. I thought it went really well, really well. She's like, I'm definitely going to recommend you to move forward in the process. You should hear something earlier or so next week. Um, at least that's what I heard. She could have said early mm-hmm. in the next few weeks. Um, but she's like, if you have any questions, shoot me an email and I'll be happy to answer them for you. And so I did. Um, I had a couple of questions about their unions. And I was just like, you know, if I, there's if there's any next steps, I just want to do some research. So if you could give me the groups that you guys have for unions. Um, that way I can look into maybe how big they are, what size, you know, what their collective bargaining agreement, if I could possibly find that. I know I couldn't find that, but still like what their general vibe is. And I haven't heard anything back from them. I just emailed them on Sunday. I don't know when to like press the button and say like follow up again on it. Cause I don't want to seem like, I don't know. It's always that weird. Like, when do you reach out? When do you not? But like having like radio silence, I don't know. I think I'm going to wait until next week. And if I don't hear anything, send them an email back. Um, because who knows, maybe the recruiters on vacation in the first few days, you know, there's things that I may not know about that they're doing. And so I don't want to preemptively. Yeah, yeah, attack sure. Attack that. So there's that, too. So I'm excited to do the podcast because this is the fun time of my life. <laughs> I'm really excited <laughs> to get yeah. into it. And, and just um, talk about yourself for a little while, but not in an interviewee looking for a job kind of way. I know, which I have to do later today. Maybe I'll just throw them these questions. Like, well, these are the questions I answered earlier. You should just listen to the podcast if you want to get to know me hire me then. Um, now, the interview today shouldn't be too difficult. It's just the first interview out of like three, and those ones are usually pretty easy. They usually just kind of go over the job and ask a few questions, and then you're done. And so I don't ever usually have issues with these ones. It's the the next few that that, that are always the struggle when they get to the nitty gritty stuff. But before we do any of that and we get into our asking about myself, let's play a game. I'm excited about this one. I, was watching I love games. This this. I was watching this last week and I was like, you know what? This needs to be the next thing that we're going to try to do. And so I hope I have a couple of good clues up here um, and let's get started. So we're going to do what am I watching? It's on the TV right now. Essentially, Max gets five questions, two clues, and two guesses. Series right now is Max is at 12, I'm at 11. And so we are getting down to the end. You know, we're about three quarters of the way through the year. And so I'm, I'm you know, if this still holds pat, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping, to, I hope we're tied to the very last one. That'd be really awesome. That would you know? be crazy. Yeah. I'm not going to manufacture that, I promise. But, I do hope we're tired at it. So the general idea is Max has to try to guess what I'm watching. It's real fun. I like to play it. And it's very stressful for me. I'm not sure I like to play it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we make you anyways. So Mm -hmm. Um, the last kind of thing with that is, is he can, if he wants to, at the very end, throw in one more guess. Not guess. I'm sorry. He can. He can exchange a guess for one more clue and get kind of throw all of his eggs into one basket. That's the yeah. general
1: gist of it. It's an out for me. If I manage to, to have no idea what's happening at the end of the series of yeah. questions, like I did last week because I did not know that the never ending story three existed. And I'm still mad about it. <laughs> I'm still
0: pretty salty about that. Yeah. you got to watch that still. It's great. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's a pretty, pretty fantastic little movie. Um, It's very like, mid 90s like family fun movies you know yeah. so it's like that kind of quality of like this isn't good but like I still enjoy it you know mm-hmm. like it's, it's that kind of stuff let's get into it I'm real excited what would you like to do first do you want a clue first do you want to guess first Do you want to just throw all your guesses right now and just try to one <laughs> shot I'll give you 10 <laughs> points if you can guess the movie right now without any sort of clues
1: uh, that's a very generous offer but I know for a fact I won't do it and I'm not going to burn a guess on that you trickster <laughs> nice try though Okay, so I'm going to start with my normal questions. Is this movie live action? Uh, It is. Excellent. Is this movie part of a franchise?
0: Yes. So every single time you ask this, it's always a weird thing, right? Um, This, more than others, like I would say it's part of a... Like, man, franchise is the wrong word, but it's definitely part of a... um, Oh man, I'm trying to think of the right word for it. I wouldn't, I don't want to say series, but like there is more than just this movie out there pertaining to this universe. And there's more than just like movies. So so it's an intellectual property kind of thing. Yes. That's what I would say. Yeah. It's more of an intellectual property than it is, is a franchise. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, was it made
0: after 2000? No, it was not. Okay, give me a clue. Um, this movie is based on a 1960s TV series. Maybe it's he rebooted, but I think it's based as more of a of a of a right call. Okay, give me my second clue. Let's just burn May- right through them. Yeah, many people have this movie confused as being made by Tim Burton, though he actually had nothing to do with it. Even though it's quite visually similar to a Tim Burton rated movie. Ooh. Interesting. Okay.
1: Um.
0: Is this a movie I have seen? I would be surprised if you have not seen this. Um, And I'd be surprised if you have not seen this and you have not also enjoyed it. But I can't say for sure that you have watched this. What genre is it? It's oh it's definitely a comedy okay And I may even say dark comedy but more way more on the comedy side than it is like on the dark side like the dark side, it's dark whimsical comedy is, okay. is what I would put yeah all right'm that- I'm,
1: gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and burn one guess right now. give me one more clue because this okay. is this is still a pretty yeah. broad.
0: Give me, yeah, give me a second to find a good clue. That's um, fine because I've still got a couple you. more
1: questions too.
0: Yeah, and feel free to ask the questions. I was looking through the trivia on IMDb today about it, and everything was so specific. It was difficult to uh... Let me see if I can get a good one.
1: Can I ask? Can I ask who is the lead actor? Is that a question uh, I'm
0: allowed to ask? Oh, that—that's a huh.
1: I wouldn't Cause... say. I don't say why not. <laughs> Yeah, but it also seems like kind of I'm starting to ask more specific questions this time and I'm not sure if that's okay or not. Like, we haven't really discussed this, everybody, so we're both yeah. kind of like okay, learning on. as we go.
0: Um, I think we should probably tie that up into maybe like your your big clue. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, if you're going to sure. ask about a specific actor that I think is going to give it away, that's essentially like your guess for your clue kind of thing. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, but yeah, you can, and I will give it to you. I actually, it's, um, it's yeah. The main actor is Raul Julia. Who? Who? <laughs> Raul, Rahul, Julia, is 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 the main actor for this. Um, I've never heard that name in my life. Okay, then. Well, hey, let me put it this way. Then I'm not going to count that as your other clue. Then, if you like, if it doesn't help you out at all, then I don't think it should count. Um, There is another actor in here that you absolutely have heard of, and he is not the main actor, but he is the the main part of this movie. You know, he's what the plots. OK, surrounds itself with. Um, All right. Yeah, go ahead and give me that. We'll burn that as a guess, as a clue, as a clue. OK, so the 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 plots is surrounded by by a character played by Christopher Lloyd. Uh, okay.
1: All right. Was this movie. Christopher? Oh, you're watching The Addams Family.
0: Yes, that is what I'm watching. <laughs>
1: dang i had that was that took me a minute i'm sorry for the silence everybody but there was this moment where i was like what has christopher lloyd been in that i know and then i remembered that he plays uncle fester yep right and so i had to think about okay now does why who is raul julia and i was like oh raul julia is the gentleman who played gomez right yes so yes that's that's it yeah well
0: done excellent sir
1: that's a very fun movie. I love it's that movie. It's so
0: good. Yeah. yeah, there's so many good parts of it. Like they they do the the like subverting your expectations with their jokes. I think so well, even though you know what it is, because it's the Adams family, I and mean, they do you so know? much of it deadpan, right? Like there's so oh, much yeah. that's like ridiculously
1: morbid and like, dark and funny, and they just don't even nobody even bats an eyelid about it, which no. is part of why it's so funny. <laughs>
0: It is. They I was, really commit. Yeah. One of the lines that I really, really like in it is Morticia's talking to, uh, like, the lawyer and her friends and stuff because they're trying to take the money from the Adams. And, and <laughs> Morticia is just like, Gomez is just so stressed out. He's coughing up blood. He's doing all this stuff. And, like, the, the lawyer girl looks. At him, he's like, he's coughing up blood. He's, she's just like, not as much as he used to. it's just like oh it's so good there's so many cool little ties to it from the TV show there's a scene in here where Gomez goes down to the vault and like uses a whip and says down kitty to a lion and in the original 60s TV show they had a pet lion named kitty there's and it's just like little uh, references and stuff like that yeah it's really really cool. cool the movie opens with a Christmas song even though it has like nothing to do with Christmas (laughs) <laughs> it's it's really fascinating um yeah i thought about trying to throw in christina ricci somewhere in there but that probably would have given it away even easier since this is like one of her very first like famous roles mm-hmm. um this movie's awesome i love this and i think adam family values is also just as good i it's, never watched that one yeah it's great it's it's a little more it's it's not as good i would say because they they take it in a little different direction but like Wednesday and and Pugsley go to a like summer camp and like have to get along with all these other teenagers and it's just awesome like just all oh, that's so good and funny <laughs> yeah highly recommend both of these yeah. I really love watching these so excellent Max is thirteen Aaron is at eleven woo pulled ahead and it only took us like ten minutes Yay. so that's good so. Sweet, let's get into it, because I don't know how long this is going to take, and I also have no idea what these questions are anymore, because I have gotten rid of them. And Max has, hopefully, a couple bonus ones that I don't know about, and we can go from there.
1: I definitely have bonus ones for you.
0: Excellent. Sweet. I'm excited. Let's, I'm nervous, you know, because I, I, I have a hard time picking favorites and things, and so this, this should be fun. Mm-hmm. But go for it.
1: I'm ready. Okay. All right, so the first question is... What is your favorite author or book? And now obviously we did do an episode about this earlier, so you don't have to wax as lyrical as I did it during my episode.
0: Yeah, so my favorite book um I'm going to stay the same. I've only read it once, but it's still my favorite book and it's The uh, Three Musketeers. And it's just the it throws and just swashbuckling and just everything that I really love about that kind of genre. And I was like it was my first like real classic what you would call classic literature book that I finished. And it made me like hit of like, wow, these, these are really like popular and good for a reason. Like they've lasted several hundred years because they're awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, not because like, Uh, to be fair. Also, I love the 1993 three Musketeers movie quite a bit. Remind me who's in that one. Yeah. It's great. Kiefer Sutherland, Charlie. Sheen yeah. That's a ridiculous movie. And Chris O'Donnell. (laughs) Like, just a ridiculous set of movies. And I actually think that was the movie that we were trying to guess. I think you guys got right um, when we did that, that, that book stuff um, with Brandon, that episode. Uh, yeah, dude, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, my favorite author, as I stated in the earlier episode, is Haruki Murakami. And I, I, he's the first one that I've, like, dedicated to try to read all of his books. Um, I also thought about Token as maybe one of my favorite authors, just because I love the way he writes and the style that he writes in so much. Um, but Murakami just kind of gets, you know, like, he just scratches that itch of what I love about, about this kind of surreal fantasy world stuck inside of, mm-hmm. like, real-world stuff. Like, the last book that I read with him um, was about somebody, like, discovering this really weird like kind of scientist thing underneath and like being like transported to a different like otherly world but then like you have two planes of action where he exists in the real world but when he sleeps he exists in this other world and mm-hmm. we don't quite know which one's real we, we like one of them maybe because he's dead when we don't really know that so it, it's just like he just does a great job of like in like The characters in this book are kind of all ridiculous a little bit like it just stuff just doesn't happen to real people, Mm -hmm. you know, and everything is the best word for it, I would say, is just like sultry. I feel like he writes people who are like sitting in an unair conditioned apartments with like very vintage like kind of styling somebody with a record player, drinking some whiskey, hanging out with women. Like that's Mm -hmm. kind of like the feeling I get. So it's just like everything that he brings just kind of makes me really happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I said, in the other one, it's the fact that like he'll be writing characters and he'll do a quick little one-off of what they're thinking. And it just provides like such a good, good, like example of like what I would do. You know, you're sitting at a bar, you're like, Oh, I want to go play that pinball machine. And then you just keep on talking to the person you're talking in front of you. Like, that's yeah. it. And like, he writes that stuff into his novels. And I think that's just kind of fascinating. So um, I'd recommend people start out with um, the wind ball, the wind ball, the hear the wind pinball book. It's a book, it's a book that is it's two books kind of, but they, they, he only, they only sell it as one book now because they're both kind of short no, um, novels, mm-hmm. novellas, maybe even. And essentially, it's a trilogy. It's called the Rat Trilogy because his best friend's name is Rat. And so the first book is just about, honestly, them hanging out, maybe starting a company together in a bar. And like they kind of discuss liking pinball. And the next book is about him searching out this pinball machine that he loved that was in that bar that's no longer there. And when he gets to find the factory, like the pinball machines start talking to him about like why he's there and like what he really needs to do. Mm hmm. And then the third book is about the the character Rat going off and like taking care of somebody's property, and then this like the main character going out and like trying to find him because like he needs to do something. It's just fantastic. It's wonderful, and 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 so um, they just did a sale on Amazon where I got one of his books for like two dollars, and I'm about ready to start another one. It's exciting. I'm very excited about that. So and he's Japanese, which I just always had a love of that culture and and that kind of. Um, So it definitely helps. Yeah. And fun fact about him, I think from everything that I've read, I've read this a few different times. I I still don't know if it's real, but from what I've read, he writes his books in English, then translates them into Japanese and the Japanese translation gets translated into English for like English audiences, It's really weird. It's it's really weird from like the way that I, and I've, I've read that a few times though. I don't know for sure if that's actually something that's real or not.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, Take it with a grain of salt, obviously, because it seems like especially if he's writing in pure English, like it, there's no reason why they wouldn't use that manuscript
0: for right. the English yep. release. No, Absolutely. But if he is writing in pure English and then moves to Japanese, that means like the books that we're reading are like his like initial copies, you know, yeah. a lot of times like sometimes I not a hard time, but like when you're trying to read something like the Count of Monte Cristo, which has been written in French and was... translated into, like, Old English. Like, those Mm -hmm. things are so hard to read sometimes. Yeah. Just because, like, I have a hard time reading Old English anyways. I tried reading Treasure Island once, and I, like, could kind of follow it. Mm -hmm. But, like, had a hard time really enjoying that book just because I have a difficult time grasping my mind around that style of writing. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, there it is.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing. I appreciate it um it's a good refresher for those of us who haven't thought about that since the book episode what about your favorite
0: movie oh uh, it's the dark knight that's an easy one for me really it's, i just love that movie so much it's the movie i watch when i'm sad it's the movie i t- typically watch when i'm happy it's probably not i just i it, i mean honestly it's heath ledger's performance batman's yeah. one of my favorite superheroes mm-hmm. um i i you know i because he's love- not technically a superhero right Right, he's not. Batman, he's not even... People want to call him an anti-hero, but he's not that either. Batman is a solid, full man of good. He just has... He has um, contingencies that allow him to to do other things. But he's a hero. I I like Batman mostly just because probably the animated series Mm -hmm. is where I got that love. And then I really loved the Batman movies in the 90s. And so the Dark Knight to see Heath Ledger performance of the Joker, like that's just was, that was my, like, it's what I wanted the Joker to be. Like, Mm -hmm. I I like almost all of the Joker's iterations except for Jared Leto's. Um, and it's just, it's it's so good. I mean, and the movie, just is so well paced and you, you can have the really only gripe that I have with it is the, um, the shortness that two face shows up for, um, but, like it kind of works in the world that no one was trying to build, mm-hmm. and so it's it just every single time that interrogation scene with with when Batman's yeah. trying to figure out what um where Rachel is and where um dent is like that's that's one of my favorite scenes in all of mm-hmm. movie history like it's just it's so good, it's so amazing. So yeah, it's 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 because of Batman, but it's mostly because of what Heath Ledger did as Joker. I just find that so amazing and so good.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was an incredible performance. He gave an incredible performance during that movie for sure. Yeah, Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, and I love the 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 question like you know who would who would blow up the boat like and you expect both to blow up and then neither one does and that's like. It's it, that was very optimistic for me, and, and being in like a COVID world where people won't even wear a mask for each other, yeah, like it it, it really disillusions me a lot towards like the optimism of that sort of thinking, yeah. Um, which which I maintain, I try to maintain, but yeah, um, very definitely a good movie, very powerful, very
0: fun, it's just like. That's long, too, right? It's almost three hours. Oh, dude, yeah. It's, it's like two hours and like 48 minutes. So if I could get specific. I don't know if it's that long. That's just what came to mind. It's around two hours and 40 minutes. It's like the only movie that I've ever like watched in a theater and just like sat in silence after. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. That was just like incredible. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't want to leave yet because I just want to like we, we watch it again, you know? Yeah, like, yeah it's yeah. a good one. It's definitely a good one. What's your favorite animated movie? Ooh. Man, I wasn't even... See? I didn't even think about this one. See, the one you sprung that, it on me. <laughs> the one that comes to mind is... Uh, the Transformers. The 1986 Transformers mm-hmm. movie. It's and, called War for Cybertron, right? No, it's just called Transformers the movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's... I still watch it. It's awesome. I think it's... It's outside of Disney. That's probably my favorite animated movie for mm-hmm. sure. Um... I didn't know that they were killing off all these Transformers because of toys. Because I didn't, I wasn't alive in '86, so like I didn't watch it until like early, you know, to mid '90s. Mm-hmm. And like I had a love of Transformers, but to see like it, it, your like hero die when like you think he's going to be one that saves the day, and then like your favorite character in Hot Rod be the one that actually does and, and become the leader after that. It's just awesome, and I love all the soundtrack and the animation style.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Unicron is incredible; like it just is is great. If I had to pick my favorite, my favorite Disney movie, though, because I think they're such a big impact in my life, man. Probably Aladdin would be my favorite Disney movie. Mm-hmm. I and that's a lot of it has to do with Robin Williams but the music is incredible. Yep. I love just like, you're still, I mean, you're getting into like swatch buckling again, you know, like he's yeah, just definitely a,
1: and Jafar is such a fantastic He's villain. a
0: great villain. Yeah, he is awesome. Um, Disney movie, I don't think it gets enough credit as Hercules. Hercules is really, Hercules really good. Is so good. And I don't, so, so I think good. that kind of gets forgotten a little bit because it came out, it came out like after Aladdin and Lion King mm-hmm. and like all these and like it gets squished between like Lion King, Aladdin, and then like you get Tarzan on the other end of that, and you're like, these are all fantastic movies. I think Hercules gets forgotten a lot. Yeah, yep, it, do, it
1: does, and it is incredible. Yeah, Go the Distance is actually my, my favorite Disney song of all time.
0: Hmm, that's a good song. Yeah, it's a real Man. good song. What oh, would be my favorite Disney song of all time? I'd have to think about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. I like Be Prepared a lot. That's that's a really good song. Yes, yes it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I do think about
1: that. And just to confirm, your favorite scene of all time is the interrogation scene from The Dark Knight?
0: Um, or is I think there so. another
1: scene that eclipses it?
0: No, I think that's... If I was to pick one, that's my favorite scene. I think yeah. that's such a well-played-out scene. And the joke... and Heath Ledger's performance in that of just like... Like, he's going to give you the information, but he he's he knows he has you. And I don't know. It's just so good. I love that scene so much. Yeah. Well, last time I watched the um, I remember when I was in Orlando and I watched um, something tragic. had just happened. My partner and I just split up and I was watching the Dark Knight, and I was watching the interrogation scene and I remember watching it and then immediately rewinding it and watching it again. Like, wow. So good. Yeah. How long is that scene start to finish? I don't know. Um, That's a good question. It's probably, I would say, it's. I mean, you're getting into the five or so minutes, I would guess.
1: Yeah, it lasts a while. I just, I just didn't remember if it was like longer than that. If it was like maybe
0: 10. I think from the beginning of when like the cop is in there with Joker by himself, maybe. I don't know. It's okay. It's just like the scene of like, it opens with like the Joker and you see nothing behind him and then you suddenly like realize Batman is there. Mm Mm-hmm. And like he slams his head down. It's like, oh man, you never start with the head. Like, there's just so many good lines in that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. The writing is very good in that scene too. Joker's writing, yeah. I think, really. And I think Ledger, because there have been a lot of actors, and I, I we talk about this sometimes with Hayden Christensen, where actors will be stuck with bad writing, and that can often be blamed on the actors. And I think Ledger's Joker had great writing yeah. and i think yeah. i don't know who wrote his lines but i think that person obviously because i don't know it and joker got a you know ledger got a post-mortem oscar um i think that the writer should be known at least oh right? yeah. and so absolutely it's, it's, it's one of those things that i think and um, like just just sort of slips past people's minds it doesn't mind but now that i'm yeah. thinking about it it's like i
0: can't believe i don't even know it and I good writing and dialogue is like what gets me in a movie. Like yeah. that's what makes my movies like my favorites. It's yeah. so like the fact that like it was so good for the Joker is just really it's mm-hmm. it's just, mm, it's perfect. Cool. All right, let's move on. We got to keep
1: going. We're only 2 down and we are we sort of <laughs> not what... on track here. <laughs> 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 Tell me about your favorite video game.
0: Oh, man. Um, you know what? To just be straight honest, I think it's Super Mario Bros 3. Like I think that game is just I like platformers and the fact that you get to jump and like ride around in a little shoe mm-hmm. in the fifth world, like and it's only one level that you get to or two levels that you get to do that in. But I find myself playing that game more than anything else. Like I will I will every two two or three, maybe it used to be every year, but like every two years I will go back and beat Super Mario Brothers three and just do like a quick run of it. It takes me like a couple of hours to get through it and so mm-hmm. It's it's just it's awesome. Like I it love is. the it's art so much style fun. and direction and yeah, everything is I love everything about that game.
1: Yeah. And it was honestly like one was good. So the original Super Mario Brothers was great. Yeah. But I think three honestly was the, the like the introduction to Nintendo and to Mario for a lot of people. Yep. Because like it popularized it in a way that one and two hadn't, right? Because two wasn't even originally programmed as a Mario game, right? Which is why it feels kind of weird, right? It was some other game, and then they just slapped Mario sprites on it and called it good. Um, but but Super Mario Brothers three was like,
0: <laughs> and you got the new so colorful good. like graphics with it you know Mm
1: -hmm. like the the raccoon tail
0: oh gosh yeah and it's just there's so many fun little secrets in that game Mm -hmm. yeah it it really led to i mean that game popularized mario in a way that i don't think had been done yet and and it you know that catapulted into you know super mario 64 and you get sunshine like i don't know i think mario is probably my favorite series of games it's it's uh, the only one mainline game that I haven't beaten for Mario is, is sunshine and the galaxies. Cause yeah. I never had a Wii U yeah. or a, a game. I had GameCube, but I never had sunshine, but hopefully they're going to come. I think they're going to, there's, there was, um, leaks uh, a couple of months ago that, so sunshine is going to be ported to the switch, which yeah. just it, sh- I'm all it for should that. be. Yeah. It really it, needs it, to be. It, that's yeah.
1: probably my favorite Mario game of all time. Yeah. 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 Excellent. All
0: right. So, what's your favorite theme park ride? Oh man, man, um, that's a tough question. It 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 always fluctuates between Pirates of the Caribbean and Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I think I would have to give it to. I think I'd have to give it to Splash Mountain. Um, <laughs> I just it's I've and, I've and made the most memories with was other people, say, yeah, on Splash, and the song is super catchy. Like uh-huh. when I was switching jobs at Disney World, um, in between my college programs, I was given, t- um, you know, you're given a few options about wh- where you wanted to try to go to, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to go to attractions because I've always wanted to work in an attraction, and my top three choices, uh, my top two choices were Splash Mountain and Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. um and i love pirates but I, I think splash adds that level of thrill Like when you go down the big drop that pirates doesn't have mm-hmm. that that just kind of solidifies it for me yeah i love Splash so much and i'm absolutely all for the new um re uh um re i don't know redesign into tiana mm-hmm. i think it's gonna be awesome like i i think it's still going to probably be my favorite ride because I think that's just going to fit that so well. And the music is going to be incredible. Yeah, it's going to be super exciting. I, I cannot wait to see. Yeah, it.
1: me too. All right. That, so number one, Splash Mountain. Number two, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Pirates of the
0: Caribbean is tough just because like I love that. My favorite theme park experience ever was on Pirates of the Caribbean. Um I was riding it with somebody and I felt the air cannon at top of my head and mm-hmm. it timed perfectly with a splash right next to me. Yep. And like when that happens, I've never had that happen before. Like and yeah. it's not happened again since. And so, yeah, yeah it's wonderful. Yeah. I, I felt that I've been on
1: that ride dozens of times and I felt it maybe twice. And yes, yeah. it, it absolutely transforms the ride. Like if they could manufacture that experience for every person riding that boat,
0: I will say, if I could ever get a chance to go to Shanghai and do the Pirates of the Caribbean ride in Shanghai, I'm sure that's going to be my favorite. If you've not looked up ride tracks on YouTube of that ride, you have to go do it because it is incredible. Okay. Like, it's so cool. You have to, yeah, you have to look that up. And this is Tokyo Disney? No, uh, Shanghai. Okay. Yeah, look up Pirates of the Caribbean, Shanghai Disney, and it's just, it's amazing. Okay. Yeah, it's, it, I don't know if I could experience that and not like I would probably want to ride that over and over and over again. Like (laughs) And not ride it all day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's so good.
1: So this is good. This is actually a natural transition into one of the extra questions I had, but it's it's fun because it's it's coming up right now organically, so I'll go ahead and dive into it. Are you the sort of person who can live listen to a song? over and over again or do you have to listen to different songs like if you hear a new song and you're really grooving with that song will you listen to it for an
0: hour at a time yeah absolutely yeah 100 it Maybe not an hour but like i will listen to it over and over again um i like my dad and i are the types of people that if we rented a movie and we both really enjoyed it we'd start it like right away again just mm-hmm. because we wanted to watch it again before our rental like expired I remember getting a CD from my friend um, that he had made with all these different songs on it, and the Mission Impossible theme, uh, Mission Impossible Two theme theme song was on there by Limp Biscuit, which mm-hmm. is a terrific song. Yes, and, it is. I listened to that like the entire bus ride, and that's all I did. I just replayed it over and over and over again. So I, I absolutely will will do that. It's the same reason I watched um, some TV shows, and like I'll finish them, and like I will immediately start them over again. <laughs> Okay, cool. Good to know. Um, I think that probably
1: ties in some to the sort of passionate disposition that we both have. Because I tend to do that, too. But I was just like, I was double checking if you did or not. Yeah. And it makes sense. All right. What about your favorite band? Who's your oh, favorite band of all time? Yeah,
0: that's easy. It's Blink-182. Okay, excellent. And I assume your favorite song of all time belongs to them? No, my favorite song of all time is actually Rhapsody of Blue. That's fascinating. By I don't George, think I knew that by George Gershwin. Like, right. oh my gosh, that song is so so good. It's 14 minutes long, and the highs and lows that he puts you through in that song are just incredible. I highly highly recommend anybody who enjoys uh, Rhapsody in Blue to go check out the um, Fantasia 2000 um, visual like uh, album. That Disney's put together because mm-hmm. they do a Rhapsody in Blue in old New York, um, where these like there's like four or five parallel storylines all going on at once, and like they all kind of meet together and conglomerate in some way. Like this person losing his job and this person like making some other mistake leads to the other person getting another job. Like it's fascinating, um, and so you definitely should check that out. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, that's one of those songs that like it just. The, I just the musicality of it just makes me so happy, and I I, I love that. Cool, cool, interesting. My favorite Blink 182 song though is is Man Overboard. Okay, um, which is actually not on any of their albums. It's only on their greatest hits album. So it was never released as a on album song. It was only a single. That's really interesting. I I don't think I've
1: ever heard that one. I'm going to listen to that after you. Oh, we dude, get done so here.
0: good. It's the perfect balance between like punk and like what Blink 182 did with punk. You know, like it meshes those two things together where you have Travis doing a really punk beat and like you have Mark with a driving bass line and the lyrics are just, they're they're great. Um, Also, I don't care about Tom or Mark or like Matt Skiba now that he's in the band. I like them no matter what. Like I I don't have like a favorite, you know, I don't have like a Tom era versus like what they are now because they're not the original band anymore. Right.
1: Okay. And what's your favorite style of music?
0: um it's it's pop punk it really is like it just gets me going and that derives directly from Blink 182 two like blink 182 two fallout boy mayday parade death not death cap the other one. Oh gosh oh it's brendan yuri's band panic at the disco they have a uh they have a uh yeah, panic at like, the disco and fallout boy are literally the same band they are yeah absolutely um and then like mayday parades, even though they've gotten a little more harder now, like early, not early, but like mid green day when they came out with American idiot, like just that whole, like early two thousands pop punk stuff that kind of like blink, like ushered into the era, you know, like yeah. that stuff. My second favorite is definitely psychedelic rock though. That stuff's awesome. Okay. What can you give me an example
1: of one of your favorite bands from Metro?
0: Yeah. Tame Impala, psychedelic rock Pond, Um, King Gizzard and the lizard wizards. Okay. Um, those kind of guys they're they're amazing, mild high club uh cherry glazer, yeah, those they're all they're all incredible and you'll know oh unknown mortal orchestra they're amazing too they're definitely in my top my top my top bands as well cool. we have not yeah, done the top it. five favorite uh, top ten bands episode have we probably not we
1: should do that, yeah, did we do a top ten albums though we did something top ten music related
0: I don't think we did, so I think we did. We did a music episode where we talked a lot about that stuff, but I don't think we ever did any sort of tops. I'll, I'll go back and look at it, but I don't think yeah. we ever did a top. I think you and I we were talking after our, after our Power Rangers about doing some sort of musical episode where we're like sharing music with each other. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll have to workshop that, figure out how to do it, but I think we can, we can get that done too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that sounds like a great time. Um, but until then, tell me about your favorite job. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one, but uh,
0: you know, let's see. Yeah, it's it's the parking lot job yep. at Magic Kingdom. Actually, I was
1: gonna I was gonna guess that Splash Mountain was more fun for you. That's no. that's delightful for me to hear.
0: No, Splash Mountain was not nearly as Splash Mountain was way more um, rigid and strict. You know, mm. like geez, this parking lot at Magic Kingdom. It's not even a job. Like it's just like. <laughs> get together with guests and hang out with them while you talk to them on the back of the tram, you know, yeah. like and like the, the breaks that you would get, you know, where you would go in and you'd be sitting down in your lunch break for an hour when it was supposed to be 30 minutes and then, or like the breaks you would get, <laughs> and you'd get a 30 minute break, and go out to the van and they would drive you around and then like, oh, it's time for your next break and they would just drop you back off in the break room so you'd have like <laughs> practice like, it is, and honestly it was fun, like I really liked all the people that I worked with it was fun being at the park at night. Um, I really enjoyed all, all of that. Uh, Splash Mountain was also really fun, and I had a great time with those folks. But the times I was actually working, I had way more fun at the parking lot than the times that I was actually working at Splash. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Well, that's a delightful surprise to me. I did not know
0: that. Um, Who's your hero? Oh, man, that's a good question. I haven't thought about this one at all. Well, have you thought about
1: Enrique Iglesias?
0: Because he can be your hero, baby. (laughs) Um, let's see here. Goku is my hero. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking. No, I'm just laughing because it fits so well. Like, the dude just inspires me like he has a playful fun attitude towards things and he's just the like you know he doesn't he has compassion for all of his enemies and he like has all this stuff and his answer to things is let's eat food and, and train more you mm-hmm. know like it, it's yeah yeah definitely I've, I've taken so much more inspiration from goku over the last few years than i have a lot of other characters and a lot of other folks Fascinating.
1: That's really cool. I like that a lot. I like
0: that a lot. Um, what did you want to be when you were a child? Ooh, I wanted to play in the NBA. And, and I thought that was just a dream that I had like in middle school and like early like, or late elementary school. But I found a paper that I wrote in uh, second grade about what you wanted to be when you grew up. And that's what it was. Really? <laughs> and I thought that was really fascinating. That second grade, I was so into basketball. I already knew that's kind of like the path that I wanted to go down. Yeah, that's and impressive. So, um, but yeah, and coupled with mild talent, you know, it kind of fools people a little bit, <laughs> you know, and or fools yourself a little bit for sure. But yeah. like, yeah, that absolutely would have been, would have been my, my dream. And I think if I could have picked anything after that, I probably would have been to play baseball yeah. as much as I didn't, didn't care for baseball growing up. Like it's such a fun little sport to play, you know, mm-hmm.
1: do you think. So this is just a question I'm wondering about. Do you think that you were conditioned at all to think that you should be in basketball? Like, obviously, young, young male-identified children, like, are often taught, especially, like, tall ones. They're like, oh, you should be a basketball player. You know, like, I'm I'm sure that you got that a lot without even realizing it. Do you think that's something that could have factored in?
0: Probably, but the fact that, like, I loved doing it so much, like, like, honestly, man, I used to go out and play basketball almost every single night because we had a little hoop at our house. And I would, I'd play every night. Like, if it was raining, I'd still go out there and shoot around and play, you know. And so, like, there was a passion for the game, you know, that I had that I really enjoyed and loved that mm-hmm. I knew that I, I, I would, you know. People did tell me I was tall, but, like, I'm not now. I mean, compared to, like, playing in the NBA, you know, right. like, I'm not. Like, I'm tall for, like, an average person, but not for, like... You know, I'd be one of the shortest players in the NBA right now. <laughs> you know? So, like, yeah. growing up in a small town, it definitely hampered any sort of ability to play at a higher level just because, like, I grew up playing down low in the post a lot more than I did on the wings, you know? And so, mm-hmm. like, it wasn't until I started playing spring basketball in high school and that kind of stuff when I was, like, slotted in as a guard instead of, like, a five, you know? Yeah. Um playing with you know, playing on teams that had kids that are like 6'10, 6'8, 6'9, that kind of stuff. So like they're like actual like post-players and stuff. But um Yeah. I, I, I never had I wanted to do that, but I was I was that was never gonna happen. Even if I would have had talent to do that, it was never gonna happen because I don't have that like competitive win-at-all levels kind of drive that mm-hmm. you kind of need to be professional sports, you know, athlete. Um and I also am way too unselfish on the court to ever like get recognized. Does that make sense? Like yeah. I would get yelled at on the, uh, by my coaches for passing the ball when they wanted me to take 10 more shots a game, you know? And mm-hmm. so I'd much rather lead you to a basket than like take one myself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I totally get that. I was always that way too, but not because, not because I, I was generous, but because I knew I couldn't shoot for anything. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, give it to someone who can at least have a hope of putting it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And
0: what would you sing at karaoke? Um, so I, I think I would sing Are You Gonna Be My Girl by Jet. Because I know all the words. <laughs> can your voice go that high? No, can, it can can't. You do the, is, can you do the high notes, the shrill? I, I can't, which is the problem of, like, why I've never actually done it. Because, like, I, that song just slaps for me. I love that song. That's a lot of fun. And, and, but I can't go that high so something like you know more realistic i'd probably like i'd probably pull out a disney song maybe do like um uh friend like me or bear necessities um i really like the um i want to be a i want to be a man man yeah man cub (laughs) yeah like that my brother was right before his wedding we uh we were out, and my aunt and uncles having a little tiny dance party on their deck, and I—that uh, song came up from Jungle Book, and everyone, yeah. like, both my brother and I just started like shimmying to it, and like all I really want to do is the scat part that Baloo does because that part's so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but if I could sing that high, it would be "Are You Gonna Be My Girl," but I can't, so it'd probably be some sort of Disney song. Yeah, we
1: were watching a TV show the other day, and uh, "Are You Gonna Be My Girl" came on, and I had forgotten. That they remastered that song after it became popular. So there was an initial release version that was not nearly as energetic. It was still sort of like high energy and fun, but it was maybe a seven or an eight out of ten instead of the eleven out of ten that oh, the yeah. remixed version was. Yeah, and that's that's really interesting to me to realize that like there was this whole period of time and culture
0: that didn't have the updated the remastered version. Right. Yeah. It's, it's go ahead. No, I said that's fascinating. I didn't know that. That's yeah. that's. I'm gonna have to see if I can find that old version of it to go through. Yeah, and it, it's fun to, for me just to know
1: that bands couldn't go back and remaster their music if they want to. I know there are a lot of bands who don't because they nail it the first time. But I think you know if there's a song that isn't quite there and you want to remaster it and make it better. I love that idea. I love the idea that not, no nothing is static in the creative world. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, If you were on a vacation, if you're going to take a vacation. What kind? Oh, if you were a vacation, excuse me. uh, These are Aaron's questions that he wrote up and I'm butchering them. If you were a vacation, what kind of vacation would you be?
0: I'd be a cruise cruise line cruise ship vacation. Yeah, because all you have to do because I'm not going to go to the port. I could if I wanted to, but I may. I probably won't. But what I want to do is just lay around and eat food and just like walk around the deck and just check out different things. You know, mm-hmm. like I love standing behind people in the gambling section and just like watching them gamble and that kind of stuff. That's super fun, especially when they have like those games out on the front that like are really difficult to beat, but there's always a line of people trying to like win that one prize, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like, I get food pretty much all the time. There's set times where I like, these are the meals, but you pretty much have access to food as much as you want to. I can just lay around and drink. Yeah, it's the perfect, like, lazy, like, I don't have to think vacation. Like, my favorite thing to do sometimes, like, when I'm on vacation is, like, not have to think about things. Yeah. And so, like, that cruise is just perfect because it encapsulates everything for me. Yeah. I
1: know those all-inclusive destination spots are like that for a reason. Yep. Um, That makes a lot of sense. I get that. I totally get that. I I think it also is consistent that you're a no-outside-alcohol-allowed kind of human. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: absolutely it doesn't it
1: doesn't make sense at all but i think it's
0: funny um, i mean i mean no outside alcoholic rule is like i think it's like pirate policy those are more like guidelines than they are like <laughs> strict policies because yeah. you know you're bringing that stuff on anyways yeah but yeah. you buy the package that you get alcohol like that's the point like you buy that package because you know you're gonna want it you know i can just wake up in the morning have a nice little whiskey, maybe chase it with a beer, and I'm, like, kind of good for a few hours to, like, just walk around. I just, honestly, I love just walking around the deck and just, like, enjoying being out on the ocean. And so, like, it just provides that for me. Cool. Cool. Then you'll be
1: delighted to know that the cruise ships are, like, some of the worst perpetuators of global warming.
0: Oh, I know. It's awful. Like, like one
1: cruise ship trip is the equivalent of, like, 40,000 cars or something like that. Man, don't tell me that. Yeah. The the likelihood
0: that I was going to go on a cruise again, wouldn't have been high anyways. So this is, this is okay. (laughs) News for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I went on one cruise one time. um, And I, we were in heavy seas at the time, actually, which was wild. So we, we took a cruise out of Scandinavia down and around um, from, from the West side of Sweden, down and around the peninsula over into Oslo and, and we, we had heavy, heavy seas. And so the ship was like, like almost 45 degree angles up and down on either Uh-oh. side Yeah. at one point. And I was like, out of my mind scared. Cause I, I knew about the Titanic and I was maybe 12. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I was like, I was like, we're all going to die. This is it. And, <laughs> and my dad was laughing the whole time. He's like, they're built to be on, on the water. It's fine. Everything's yeah. going to be fine. You're Okay.
0: I love the rock of the sea, honestly, man. Just that little tiny sway. Because, like, I stand and sway anyways. If you, like, watch me when I stand still, I don't. Like, I, I move back and forth. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just motions me to, like... I had never thought about that. That is it, absolutely...
1: <laughs> that absolutely checks.
0: Yeah, Yeah. So you
1: must also love hammocks then, huh?
0: Oh, dude. I love hammocks. Yeah. I'm so sad I don't have my hammock. I had a hammock my entire time in Florida. Like, I put it on the balcony. Let me tell you what hammocks are perfect you invite a, a woman over make her some dinner and like you want to go sit out on the balcony oh let's you want to sit in the hammock because who doesn't want to sit in the hammock mm-hmm. and you buy those like brazilian or like uh, mayan hammocks that like cocoon you a little bit so when you sit down with somebody together like you have to like there's not you can't sit apart you have to sit together it's 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 a it's a perfect little machine i, I do love a hammock <laughs>
1: And if is your favorite food served on cruises? Like, is that something you can get there? Or yes. is this something you have to go into port for?
0: No, my favorite food is pizza. I had pizza two nights ago and yesterday for breakfast because I was just like, I'm mad that nobody's called me back from Hawaiian Airlines. Ah, I'm going to get pizza. <laughs>
1: Good for you. Uh, I had pizza two nights ago as well. I also had pizza on Sunday. Um, I did not. You win.
0: No, no, no wins. The pizza on Sunday was purely like a surprise. I was checking my emails and I got an email from Domino's that says, you have points that are going to be expired soon. You should use them and like I should use them. You're right. And I looked on. And I had a free pizza. So I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm going to order a pizza because it's free. Um, and then the pizza I had the other night was um, Hawaiian style pizza. It was Canadian bacon, pineapple bacon and then jalapenos. Nice. Nice. Was- yeah, that's great. Yeah, just from a local shop we have down. Like, I, I have a pizza place like that, that makes pretty good pies, like within three minutes of driving. So Oof. it's just like, it's a perfect little. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, well, I'm a huge proponent of bacon on a Hawaiian because the yeah. pineapple and the Canadian by itself, it turns very slimy. It does. Absolutely. It needs that little bit of crunch.
0: You need the crunch and add a little bit of salt to it because Canadian bacon is not like stupid salty, you know, right. like it is, but it's not quite. And I really love pickled jalapenos on mm-hmm. um, that because it just – it adds a little bit of spice and you got a little bit of vinegar too. But it doesn't add like straight spice like just dry cut jalapenos mm-hmm. would be. Yeah, it's really good. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not at all surprised that that's your favorite food.
1: Um, I, But I, I – I'm just shocked that we haven't had more pizza together.
0: Honestly, yeah, I am too. I think I get nervous ordering pizza with other people because people, people, I don't care what you put on my pizza. Honestly, like when you and I hung out, like when I would spend a week at your place, I think we'd get pizza one time, you know, (laughs) usually. That needs to go up. Like, really, I I could go at least two nights and we need to try more than just Domino's too. Like, I want to try out like what your favorite, like, let me ask you a question do you like dominoes are you gonna go for like the local pie so
1: when i order when i order when i go out for pizza these days most recently it hasn't actually been anything that fancy um it's been just going to little caesars because they're they're what's the upgraded version called the extra most bestest yeah so it's
0: it's the most bestest pepperoni pie like I almost ordered that the other day. Yeah. And it's like six bucks and it's a
1: huge pizza and it's very good. Like the quality of the ingredients is is pretty solid. Um, They've got some really nice herbs and spices in the sauce. So that's usually what we do if we get pizza out. If we're going to order delivery, we'll usually do Papa John's. Okay, Um, That's our, but my honest, like my favorite, like chain pizza is honestly Donato's. Donato's pizza is so good. I don't think we have that out here. No, you don't. It's but they're owned by uh they're owned by McDonald's and oh, they overcharge like crazy. You pay $25 for like a large pizza. It's like dining yeah. prices. Yeah. And it's that good. I mean, it's incredibly delicious, but it is absolutely not sort of justifiable on a on a weekly basis.
0: I have a question for you. Um, are we are we more of a New York style pizza, Chicago style, or are we talking like Neapolitan, which is your traditional like flat pizzas you would get from uh, Papa John's, Pizza Hut, Domino's?
1: We are talking a more. It's hard to say because it's kind of a, a hybrid of like Detroit and like the, the delivery places. Mm-hmm. So the toppings are very generous. And they put a ton of sauce on there by default. You, like most places I have to ask for extra sauce. Um, but with them, I don't. And there's a lot of cheese and it's thick cheese and it's that kind of yellow orange blend of like, yeah yeah, like cheddar and it it browns up really nicely and it's really greasy, but it's yeah. really deep and richly flavored. Um, so I think I think a lot of it is just the quality of the ingredients yeah. and the fact that the dough isn't tasteless their dough is really nice point. it's mm-hmm. got a lot of flavor but it's not like
0: too chewy it's not too bready. It. it's really well balanced i think it's possible you're gonna make me go get pizza tonight for dinner <laughs> well save some pizza
1: cravings because we definitely are putting donados on the list for the next time you're here and then i'll also take you to our local pizzeria places yeah absolutely because um, there's a couple in town that people fight about which one's better and honestly i think both are sort of equally okay neither one like blows me away yeah um about one of my favorite pizzas. Uh, no, this isn't about me. Stop it. Stop it. Don't get me talking about pizza. Shame on you. What I would you want to talk about pizza the rest of the day. <laughs> uh, we're not going to do that. What
0: would be your power if you were a superhero? So, I, I, can I give you two answers to this? I want to give you like a like a kind of a standard, you know, like actual superhero power. Um, and then I'm going to give you one that I thought of the other day. It's not okay. the other day, like I thought about this a couple years ago. Sure. That I don't really think is a real superpower, but it would be more impactful than, like, lying. Um, I, I'm, I'm a nosy little guy. I am. I like to know things. So I think invisibility would be what I would want. Like, I just would want to, to be invisible and to, like, disappear sometimes, but also to, like, sit in on things that I shouldn't be sitting in on. You know, like, to have the ability to sit in on like really important discussions about things that I normally wouldn't have a chance to get into be a fly on the wall. Like I want to be on the fly on the wall in so many different places and locations. So I think invisibility mm-hmm. would be the standard superpower that I would really like. Um, though, if I was to pick one, that's not a known or like standard superpower, it would be, I would want the ability to, to change social norms in culture because I think you could do, a, you'd wield so much power, but you could do so much good in the right hands um, yeah. with that kind of superpower. You could. That also sounds like the perfect
1: makings of a supervillain, right? Yeah. Like, like the person who who changes things to their
0: liking and then, like, can't be contested because they can just change things again. Yep, absolutely. And so the superpowers aren't necessarily good, you know? Mm-hmm. But But I thought, I just thought that would be... There's just things about the world that you don't agree with. And you're like, I just, if I could change this, I would. So that that mm-hmm. would be that would probably be my number one superpower,
1: and then invisibility uh, second. If you turned in, if you found out you could turn invisible, what would be the first place you would go? How old am I?
0: <laughs> right now, you are this <laughs> okay. many, this many a, years old. If I'm a teenager, then that that answer is very different than it is what it is now. Um. You know, if I could turn invisible, I, I would probably use it to sneak into Disney World or sneak into um, sporting events mm-hmm. or, um, oh man, I would pro, I, I would honestly, I wouldn't use it for, for good. I wouldn't, <laughs> I, I would not, I, I would probably be turning. That's why you can't give me so much power because I turn into a supervillain. I'm pretty sure I would. I think power would corrupt me a little bit. Um, I would do some nefarious things with it that I don't necessarily want to publicize on the podcast, but I will tell you afterwards oh what I would, what I, what I would do with it okay okay well what's not not superhero related but
1: just you know in real life, what is the most daring thing you have ever done
0: um probably um quitting my job at Edward Jones and deciding to move to Orlando. Mm-hmm. Just like within a weekend without really having any sort of prospects or plans. My my thought process for it was Disney doesn't know that I'm going to work for them yet, but I know I'm going to. So I just quit my job and spent a month looking for positions at Disney. And that's all I did was pretty much just live alone, sp- do things. You know, and then as soon as I got a job... I flew out for an interview without even knowing if I would get it. I spent like $400 on a, a plane ticket within like a week to fly out to, uh, to just see if I was going to be able to get a job there. And then I found out on a Thursday that I got the job and I left on a Tuesday. Wow. Like, it was just I called my best friend up. I'm like, hey, man, I have a question for you. If I pay for your plane ticket on the way back, will you fly out or you drive out with me? Because I need somebody to like do this road trip with uh, so yeah that's probably the most I would say probably the most daring thing I've ever done mm-hmm. I like it yeah that's that's a bold decision for sure and it all happened within
1: like less than two weeks right
0: well like- yeah so I quit my job in I quit my job July 1st I remember going or yeah I remember calling up my advisor I didn't call him up I texted both my advisor and the regional like director for the area I was like hey I need to sit down and talk with you um, and they just happened to be at a baseball game together and they got the text like within like two minutes of each other. And like, uh. Oh, we lost one. Didn't we? <laughs> um, and so that was in July and it took, it took me a couple months to, to get a job at Disney. Cause I was trying to figure out which ones and trying to do mm-hmm. things. And the way Disney works is, is you can't apply to our hourly, hourly roles more than one in once every six months. So like, I had to be so careful about which one I applied to, to figure out which one I would actually get the job to. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I ended up, it was September, it was like end of August, I finally got a call back from them and said, hey, we're going to bring you in for an interview. And I was like, can I do this over the phone? I said, no, you have to be here for it. And so I I flew out the next two two days, I got a plane ticket and flew out and did my interview. And while I was at Florida um, interviewing for something else, I got an email for my call center job and... They said, hey, we want to interview again. Can you come tomorrow? And I was like, yes, I can. <laughs> I happen to be here. And I was talking to the recruiter at Disney about it. And they're like, oh, you should take that job. Don't take the like, part time hourly like, guest relations role in like, the boardwalk, which is what they were offering me. Yeah. Take this job if you can get it, because it's going to pay more and its full time. Like, you definitely want to be there instead. So it just kind of magically worked out together. You know, cool. and yeah, it, it was it was great. And then the most daring thing I did after that was quit my job at Disney and move back here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yep. They definitely motivate
0: daring choices. That's for sure. Yes, they do. What was your favorite subject in school? PE, if you can call that a subject. Things that maybe were outside of PE that I enjoyed doing was probably... I don't know, man. I didn't like school all that much. So maybe maybe science class was really fun i enjoyed that quite a bit i liked health class a lot because i really enjoyed learning about the body and learning about like all these different diseases that we can contract that unless we're careful you know yeah like i thought that was pretty fascinating so I i would say if it's a real subject outside of like having recess you know p.e um it was definitely uh definitely health class did you have a favorite segment in p.e
1: like a, a time of year or something. Yeah, that you did I really that was enjoyed it when they
0: just let us play like
1: basketball. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> we would do like um, like, you know, like in middle school, you would do these different like, you know, segments out Like, let's learn this sport. Let's learn this sport. And like we did volleyball in the fall and then you moved into basketball in the winter. And I always enjoyed that a lot. Um, and then we would also in high school, P.E. played this game that my uh, uh, P.E. teacher called Dragon Ball, I think man does that connect i think it does dang i didn't even put that together (sighs) and you have like a little um like it's a little like it's those smaller dodgeballs i don't know if you Mm -hmm. kind of found those like plushier, smaller dodgeballs um and then you we put tape on the end of a court where those like pads are at the end of the basketball court and so that's what the goal would be and then you would tape out uh, before that where you couldn't cross over if you were like a and you couldn't run with the ball so it was all like or like you only take like three steps or something so like there's all these different intricate it was almost like indoor ultimate Frisbee like hand soccer mm-hmm. like it was so much fun. And my buddy and I would like one of my best friends, he him, and I would always try to end up on the same team together because we had all these different like intricate things that we would do to score and stuff like you could stand right outside the goal and like somebody could pass it for it. It's just great, man. It's so <laughs> much fun. It <laughs> sounds like Calvin Ball. I'm sure it is. It's probably the same, like, everywhere, you know? It's not, like... And people are just calling it different things. No, Calvin Ball is the... From
1: Calvin and Hobbes, the comic. Just made up. Like, oh, okay. re- just well, make maybe... it up as you go.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: I yeah, would yeah. love to walk through that with you at one point. Maybe we'll have a Dragon Ball Day and talk about Dragon Ball, the show, and also Dragon Ball, the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, for now, we should probably keep moving, though, because I have definitely let us slack off here a little bit. <laughs> do you
0: do you collect anything? Um, I... I have a collector's mindset and knowing that I try not to collect anything. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yes. If I buy an album, if, if I listen to somebody's uh, music, I have to listen to all of their albums. Like I just, I want everything that. So I I had, I realized I had a problem when I spent $65 on a Tracer Funko pop. And I was just like, man, maybe I should stop collecting these things. And so (laughs) I, I quit collecting them. And I always have an issue with like all these different figurines that I think are really cool that I want to display, but I don't want to drop like two hundred dollars on yeah like there's a western Batman themed figurine that's like eight inches tall and it's just like really awesome
1: yeah
0: um but I can't so i i I guess I collect if i find I collect movies if I can but I don't know not really, but I would if um if I went down that path mm-hmm yeah, I, I totally get that. Um,
1: I am much the same way. And those, those figures are just, you know, they are so beautiful these days oh. that it's impossible not to justify spending that amount of money.
0: The, like, the, they really are gorgeous. The Nika um, line of Turtles figures that they've done for the movies are gorgeous. They're just so, so pretty. And the, the Turtle, they do them from the original 90s, uh, Ninja Turtles' first movie. And then they've they've gone into like Secret of the Ooze. So they have like Token and Rezar and they have like Super Shredder and like the Foot Clan. Like they have you can have a whole set. So and they look real like they look real. Like yeah. I've seen people put them in like different scenes and it looks like it's a scene from the movie. It's awesome. I really want those. They just released a picture of the
1: Geralt figure from. Ooh, uh, yeah. Um, who's the guy that did Spawn? Todd McFarlane's Toys just released their oh, figure. Cool. It's it's gorgeous. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, what of the five senses would you say is your strongest?
0: Uh, my sense of uh, style. My sense of taste probably is my strongest. I don't hear very well. My sight's going a little bad and I definitely don't smell all that well. But my one, I had a really good friend who's really big into food and he once told me, He said, "If there was somebody's palate I trusted, it would be yours." And so, um, I think I have a I have a decent taste for good food, and I think I have a decent taste for putting things together to make good food too. I typically can I feel like I can taste something that's being cooked and being like, "This is I this is what needs to be added to this to make this what I like." Cool, cool. Do you do a lot of cooking? Yeah i just yeah I, I i do a lot of cooking really simple like like you can do a lot with butter pepper and salt i like and a little bit of garlic like that just alone and i'm starting to branch out into different seasonings i, I could never like be a cook to, like creatively because i don't know enough about the spices of the world to like no turmeric is this flavor so this is what needs to be added to this to make it what i want like i don't yeah. really have that knowledge um but I, I pretty much, you know, unless I'm going out to eat, like I'll cook. Like last night I made my own KFC gravy bowl. You know, I made mashed potatoes and I made the gravy and I, you know, made the Yeah, you know, I just kind of put everything together. And I like doing that kind of stuff Yeah, um, a lot. I like I like cooking a lot, but m- I like cooking um, maybe like narcissistically or self-centeredly. I like to make good tasting food so i don't even know if like i enjoy the aspect of cooking or if i enjoy the product of like this tastes really good and i did it like mm-hmm. that satisfaction makes me really happy it's like making somebody laugh at a joke you know yeah like you get that same kind of feeling yeah 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 absolutely and honestly i think either is totally justifiable
1: i don't think there's one that's better than the other you know people always say the journey better than the destination it's
0: like it depends on the destination <laughs> it absolutely does it also depends on the journey mm-hmm. i went to my best friend's wedding in Michigan on a 10 hour drive with my partner at the time. And that was a miserable journey, but I mm-hmm. loved the wedding and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep, That that definitely happens. Yeah. Okay. And uh, this is probably my favorite
1: question on this list. If you had a warning label, what would yours say?
0: Oh man. Um, probably will talk entirely too much and too loud if you get me going on something i love (laughs) that's a very small warning label that's perfect (laughs) you just you get me on one of my passions and i will sit down with you for hours discussing that you know that has to like i'm sure that's wrapped up in like add stuff and that kind of things you know but it's like listening to the same music over and over again you know like Mm -hmm. like i can sit down and talk to you about dragon ball for four hours you know just because like i just love it so much
1: Yeah. yeah Yeah,
0: cool, cool. Yeah, I just am
1: imagining you as an action figure with that like warning label on it or something. Like, what it's would, just like uh,
0: you pull the string and like goes on for three minutes about <laughs> like why Goku's better than Superman. <laughs>
1: yes, but if the warning label itself like is so long that it covers the entire front of the packaging and so you can't see the the character. And so you have to like peel the sticker back a little bit and There's like more warning label on top of that. You pull the sticker back and it's just your face like. Hey! It's like, yeah, that makes The warning label would be sense. like,
0: well, this is what I do, and let me tell you why it's this way, because I feel the need to justify to you why I feel this way about this. You know, I can't just tell you. I'd have to, like, justify the reasonings behind the action. The only action figure that will ever justify itself to you verbally. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, why did you do that? My arm should not have been there. <laughs> if you could sit down for a beer with someone, who would it be? Um
0: that's a good question. Um, probably Ryan Reynolds. I'm going to, I'm going to throw that out there because I like, think yeah. I would have so much fun talking with him and, and I think I would enjoy his company a lot. Just kind of off the top of my head. Yeah. He seems like a really cool guy. Yeah. And the question is, do I also get to have Blake Lively there as well? Cause she seems really cool as well. Like, um, I just I love people who seem to enjoy their craft a lot. And he just seems to love what he does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going to get several laughs out of it. And I feel like him and I have kind of similar, you know, somewhat similar joking styles. And so I think we, we do well against each other. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent.
1: I, I love the idea of you and Ryan Reynolds having a beer together. That does that tracks. What is your favorite holiday family holiday tradition? Family
0: holiday tradition. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, we don't we don't have a ton and so I'm gonna throw down Labor Day as my as my favorite, um, which is an often uh un, you know, overlooked holiday I feel. But every single year on Labor Day weekend, um for years as long as I can remember, we would go over to the coast and there's this thing called um it was essentially called family camp and so it was a uh it was it was a our our church but not didn't put it on but was always involved in it um a lot and so you'd go over there on we'd we'd, and my dad my mom and dad always had my mom always had tons of vacation time my dad worked for himself so we would always stay longer and show up earlier than was supposed to be so we'd always like stay like two days longer just at the camp hanging out with like other families who did the same thing cool but like you would go to it was like it's it's like summer camp all packed into this one little weekend because you'd have friends there that you'd only see that one time a year. And you'd sit around the campfire and, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was quite, you know, glamping, but, you know, it was definitely like camping in but there was a shower, you know, and like, you know, there was a mess hall that you could do, you know, part of the camp. So, like, I, I like camping with showers a little bit, you know, like, that's yep. my style. Let's do state park camping. And so... I did that I mean every single year for my entire life up until like I moved to Orlando. We went. And even this last year we went again and, and we actually went so often that they um they they reserved the same spot for my family every single year. <laughs> and we call it Strutsville down there. Um <sighs> because I mean there was just and we'd always get like these same people. It's just great, man. It was awesome. I, I love that that kind of like it was one of the only times we like suit, like went camping every single year, and it was just just enough for me. I don't need to camp yeah. a lot, but that was that was perfect. Cool. And if you had to describe
1: yourself as an animal, which one would it be?
0: I actually got this question during a uh, uh, a pageant that our high school did to like raise money um, for people. Um, before, I think it was Children's Miracle Network that we were doing I can't exactly remember but I got this question on stage and I, I stand by my answer that I would be a pug um, because I'm just like weird and goofy and like just like but also like incredibly loyal like as a dog would be you know and I'm always going to be there for you if you need me but like I have that like like um, weird goofiness to me that all pugs have
1: uh-huh yeah that's <laughs> that's that's maybe the first time i've ever heard that answer to that question
0: <laughs> i think it's great it's it's a terrific terrific question <laughs> what's your favorite type of alcoholic drink um, oh it's, in general
1: and then we'll get specific
0: yeah it's whiskey is my favorite alcoholic drink for sure okay um What's your favorite whiskey to drink straight? Um, I don't want to cop out and say the same as you, but honestly, it's 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 well, it's probably High West whiskey. To be honest, I, I discovered that um, a while back, and they just are. It's so smooth. Uh-huh. It really is. Um, I, I love just. Scotch whiskey, kind of anything that has to do with that style, I'm into. So you you throw down a Macallan Twelve, I'm going to enjoy that just as much as the High West. But still, like if I had to pick, it it would you know I'm just going to say bourbon instead of just you know a specific whiskey. brand. Yeah. yeah, just bourbon whiskey is going to be my favorite thing to drink mm-hmm. straight. What about mixed? Um, my favorite mixed drink is either. Um, oh man. It's probably an old fashioned because it just adds a little bit of that layer of sweetness to something that's already there. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, yeah. It, it, I think it, it would be. I, I typically always order an old fashioned if I'm going to order a um, a mixed drink someplace.
1: That's a good. That's a good fallback. Yeah, that's definitely my one of my favorite cocktails yeah. of all time. Uh, you can start to see why we're friends. Yeah, <laughs> Favorite food, favorite alcohol, yeah. Um,
0: what's your favorite beer? Um, so, it used to be, you may have to change your 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 moniker for me in your phone, um, because it used to be Porter's, and specifically it used to be Deschutes Black Butte Porter, which is still my favorite actual beer to sit down and drink. So, Deschutes Black Butte Porter, but my favorite style of beer now is Sour's. Interesting. I love sour so much. It just allows me to drink far more beers than I should because there's not like the heaviness to them or like the really hoppiness you get with IPAs. And I love sour food. Like I'm the kind of guy who likes to just eat lemons sometimes or like always goes for the Warheads. Those used to be my favorite candy when I was growing up. And so you mix together a sour with that kind of like a little bit of beer flavor and it just... It's it's amazing. I I need to move back to the East Coast just so I can drink more sours because the West <laughs> Coast is falling behind. It's just so so sadly, um, we are still in the IPA craze over here, where there's like 40 different IPAs and like two sours available. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, that's hard. Well, the next time you come out this way, I'll
1: definitely take you to the sour brewery. We we did that when you were here before, but we need to go back again.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Like I just I I, I remember when we went to the sour brewery. Because I think that's when I beat you at Cornhole and then we went to the bar and you beat me at darts. It was perfect. (laughs) It was just like we had a porter when we were drinking and doing darts and we had sours when we were doing Cornhole. I mean, it was great. That was such a good night. Yeah, It was actually Butte on drafts. It (laughs) It was. was, I know because they just put like just recently, the few months before that, they had started selling and distributing on the East Coast. And I was so excited because Asheville Mm. was like one of the only places on the East Coast you could actually get it. Mm -hmm. yeah it was wonderful yeah it was definitely destiny do you have a bucket list
1: and if so what's on it
0: um i don't have a bucket list i've never really thought about that i think um if i were to have a bucket list really the only thing i really want to do in my life that i haven't already accomplished or like is 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 go to japan probably Mm-hmm. that's probably the only thing that like, I would feel like I'd be missing out if I didn't do that. Um, but I traveled decently and, and I've definitely got to experience, you know, like I just, if I feel like I want to do something, I typically just try to go out and do it. Um, and so it's, yeah, I've, I've never really, I've never really even tried to think of trying to have a bucket list to me. It's never really appealed to me, but if I were to say there's one thing that I absolutely would really want to do, I just not really want to go to Japan and I want to go to a cat cafe and I want to shop in all the different Japanese stores that they have over there and, mm-hmm. and look at the giant Gundam figure, like statues that they have. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So this ties in neatly to the next question. Where
1: is your favorite place in the entire world to go?
0: Um, hmm. Um, probably you know if I was to pick, and this is a I think a weird answer, but if I was to pick like my favorite like place that I look forward to the most, it was my friend Matt's apartment <laughs> that we would go hang out in because we just had the best times there and like we would sit around and watch South Park or watch some sort, some sort of like horror movie and play Battlebots. And that's what we would do for hours, and it it's just I remember those really fondly, and I look forward to going over to his house every single week, <laughs> and it's just my happy zone, you know really it just kind of just sitting inside with one of my best friends discussing like the intricacies of like the Harry Potter films like while we're playing Battlebots you know just that's just my happy zone, so i I would you know. Well, I would I would I'd go there again. I miss that miss that dearly. <laughs> so maybe the favorite my favorite place to go in the world is like over to my like good friend's house for like mm-hmm. a drink. Like that's just kind of I just love doing that kind of stuff. Cool. It makes sense. What's your biggest irrational fear? Alligators. That's not irrational. Yes it is, because the like the likelihood of you actually like especially now that I'm in Oregon, it's definitely irrational. But Um, My 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 real biggest irrational fear is absolutely losing all my teeth, one hundred percent. Like it just scares the heck out of me. Every single time I feel like I my tooth is kind of loose, just a little bit, I like sit there and think about it all day. Is like, is it loose? Do I have to like get it fixed? Like, what is it? You know, it just. It's an irrational fear, but you wouldn't know it because I hardly ever go to the dentist. So the likelihood of it happening is greater than than I was going to
1: say, maybe that's your subconscious (laughs) trying to get you to go to the dentist.
0: It absolutely is. I hate making appointments and going to doctors. So, like, it's just one of those things. I, I am an ignorance is bliss kind of guy where if I don't know something's wrong with me, I'm much happier than knowing that something's wrong with me. But then you can't fix it. I understand that 100%. No, I get it. You know, I do. So
1: so you heard it here first. Aaron's going to lose all his teeth because he won't go to the dentist.
0: No, 2020 is
1: just such a great year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Especially now. I don't want to go to a dentist right now. I had Hmm. really good health insurance the last year and I was like gearing up to like make dental appointments and go see the chiropractor and do all these different things. And then COVID hit and I lost my job. I'm like, well, I lost my insurance and I don't really want some strangers like hands down my mouth right now. You know, that's true.
1: That's that's totally fair. If past lives are real, what was yours?
0: Huh. If past lives are real, what was mine? I was probably somebody who lived on an island and just hung out and smoked all day. Be honest with you. Just because like it, it just like that it's Anthony Bourdain has a quote that that doesn't always ring true with me but but does you know it, it's it's a I fight every single day of my life not to just want to sit around and smoke weed and play video games all day because like I have to do other things and so like I feel like if I was my past life is coming through in like I have some like ambitions and want to work hard and do that kind of stuff but it's a fight every single day not just to sit down and like watch TV all day you know mm-hmm. So, to live on an island like just hanging out without any like super amount of responsibilities other than just trying to live, you know and just like sitting on the beach that'd be great mm-hmm yeah, that's a
1: good life it's a good place to be what, what kind of beach like are we, are we talking like a Caribbean beach are we talking Mediterranean? Are we talking a rocky, like, East Coast beach with crashing mm. waves? Are we talking a West Coast beach with tall pines because that's where you're from and that's what beach means to you?
0: No, I think I would definitely dive high, like, heavy into the island life. And so yeah. i I'd definitely go Bahamas-style beach. Um, but not to, like, because I, I, I like to get in the water and you can't get into the water on the West Coast. Um, just because, one, it's freezing over here. And, two, like, it is legitimately incredibly dangerous to go swimming in the pacific ocean if like you don't know like the right spots to go because the undertow is so strong over here um that it's really easy to get sucked in like so mm. easy and so like you just you really just don't go swimming in the pacific unless you're surfing um but i mean i really kind of like more I mean, maybe even a florida beach would be nice too you know a little bit of city behind me that i can hang out in but you know like, I could go grab my coffee or go hang out. Honestly, man, it would be it'd be sitting at a beach bar. I love beach bars. Just mm-hmm. sitting down, looking at the ocean, drinking some old old fashions or a nice, like refreshing beer. Like, that's just so perfect.
1: Yeah, it is. It, it, And you can make some like you talk about like that being life, like living there. A lot of my great memories exist in places like that. So it makes it makes yeah. sense. I get it.
0: And do you believe in extraterrestrial life? Yes, I absolutely do. Whether it's the infantismal, like, bacteria that you would still call, like, extraterrestrial. But, like, to me, the universe is too large for, like... I have two trains of thoughts, really, on this. Uh, and we're going to get a, maybe a little more spiritual here than than the podcast is intended to. Um, but if 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 there is if there is a intentional designer and creator that created all of us I I just cannot believe that 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 they would stop at one one planet with one life I I would I I would you know they they obviously want to create something and they want to do things and like they have imagination like we have imagination so like wouldn't you want to have very different styles of like people existing like all over the universe like if you're all powerful and all like and like, omnipotent? Like, wouldn't she just want that? Um, and the other train of thought is, is if that doesn't exist and we are strictly the Big Bang and just happened, it, it really lowers my chances of thinking that there's extraterrestrial life because we are that 0.00 whatever percent chance of life existing in the universe. Like, it just happens to be our world. And, you know, so if, like, nothing... If suddenly something came from nothing and it wasn't a God or creator, then like we are that infinitesimal, small, like little percentage that like this thing happened. Yeah. But if there is and and God exists and he created all of us, man, there I just cannot believe that there is not other life out there. You know, I I just I, I want to like I want to think that there are. Different things that are out there in the world that aren't like us, or maybe that are just like us, but just living on a different world, like maybe, you know, I think that's fascinating. But yeah, 100%, I think, what I, I don't think extraterrestrials can ex, like exist, and I I don't think we're ever going to see them, you know, just because the magnitude of space travel seems kind of an impossibility at this point, but maybe not, you know?
1: Maybe not, yeah, space space travel privatization has happened, so... I mean, it's wild how many of the things happening in the world are, like, real-time growths into science fiction.
0: No, I agree. It's just, when you're talking about the nearest galaxy being being not just, like, a few light years away, but, like, billions or millions of light years away, how do you travel that? You know, like, I'm not saying it's not possible, but, like, the likelihood of us ever running into any sort of you know what we would say is intelligent life you know would be i think just so small that i don't i'm not sure it'll ever happen well we might rip
1: a few small black holes in the universe while we're trying to invent how to do it but i think eventually we will do it right it's like
0: maybe it's like
1: like edison with the light bulb except instead of a light bulb it's faster than light travel
0: but do we like first do we know it's we don't know if it's possible and secondly like we don't know like what black holes are going to do, really. Like we just have a vague idea of what it would quantum, happen.
1: Quantum science is just like fascinating to me because it's all theoretical, right? Well, yeah, and people talk is. about all these things, but like there is possibility. And so I would much rather, in the same way that intelligent life is probably out there, I think there is there is probably a way for us to get to it.
0: Probably, I, I would not say that there isn't. I just think it's. I think it's very small, and I think we are very, very many years away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe it's going to happen tomorrow. And you know what? Arrival will happen and we'll have to try to figure out how to communicate with them. Yeah. That'd be awesome, too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so my final question, the one that isn't on a list, this is one I came up with on my own because I think it's fun and I think it reveals a lot about the person you're chatting with. Um, what is your perfect day look like?
0: That is a good question. OK. I'm gonna wake up early. I don't usually like to wake up early, but I'm waking up early on this perfect day because it just gets me going and gets me excited to like be up right, kind of when the sun is being up. I'm making myself a bomb breakfast. As I am making this breakfast, um, I'm making it for somebody, not just for myself. Whether it be for multiple people or just my, you know, just one other person, it would probably be a small group of people that I'd be hanging out with, um, and. I think we would we would make a really good breakfast, go get some coffee and spend a couple hours in the theme parks in the morning. And then we would. We would we would go back. Go back to the house and honestly, man, we would just hang out back back in the backyard, just drinking, having a great time, just talking with friends um, and what I would want out of that. And there's two things that I would want to either happen. I'd either want to be with the person that I have the most unconditional love for in the entire world, like a significant other um, or something of the sort, or I'd want to find out um, in that day that um, the person that I really wanted to be with also wanted to be with me too. I'm not sure there's a better feeling than finding out the person you're into also is into you and wants to be with you. So I think experiencing that as part of my perfect day would, 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 would really would happen. And, and so you know, in, the, in my imagined world, we'd be hanging out with a bunch of different friends drinking and I'd have a conversation with somebody and we'd both find out we like each other and like, let's do this. Because that feeling to me is just so good. And and, and I'd, I'd love to re-experience that over and over again. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think that's a big part of the reason that like, you know, infidelity happens and that people who commit to monogamous relationships really like – Struggle is because absolutely that, that surprise feeling, that feeling of being loved, that feeling of being desired and wanted. I think exists in a lot of people.
0: Yeah, it's it's a tough feeling to shake. You know, like you're you're on you're on it. Like it's 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 magical. I mean, really, it's it's especially for somebody who who maybe like a tad bit more introverted than extroverted. Of like, maybe I won't say my feelings when I need to. So to find out somebody else is into me when I. Had didn't think I had any sort of chance. Like it's just, it's a great, it's a great feeling, man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cool, cool, cool.
1: Well, that wraps it up. That's our questions for Aaron today. Aaron, I'd like to thank you so much for sharing all of you. Are there any things about yourself that we didn't touch on through these questions that you would like to point
0: out or sort of like leave us with at the end of the episode? Ooh, that's a good, good question. Um, Probably that if you ask me these things next year, they would be different because I'm ever changing in my answers to a lot of (laughs) these things. Um, And just like. Yeah, I don't really know. We we, we explained a lot and and I think we we went through a lot of things that I, I really enjoyed and I don't have any sort of like grandiose, like parting words for you other than like if you the quickest way to like. Like just. If you can sit down with me in a place I'm comfortable, that, that that's going to make me happy. And, and I, I'm happy to hang out and talk and do everything you want to do and let's let's kick it. But, like, I think the biggest part of my personality that is I tend to gravitate toward things that are really comfortable for me instead of trying out, like, really uncomfortable new things, um, which is why my my favorite place in the world is being comfortable with my friend in his apartment, you know? Like, and so that's the way to my heart. You find... And you know what? I discovered the other day that like, if you want to quote, talk about love languages, I think my love language is um, connecting with people who have similar interests that I do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, nothing, nothing gets me more excited than happy than to sit down and dissect and talk about things, you know, into great detail and really dig into a, a topic. So to find somebody who has the same sort of love and passion for something that I do, it just automatically makes me just want to be with them and hang out with them more. Yeah.
1: All right. Cool. Cool. Well, I think that wraps us up for today.
0: Sweet. Thank you for the questions. Those yeah. are awesome. I forgot a lot of them i was surprised and didn't know how to answer some of them. So uh, I'm glad we went through them. I learned some stuff about myself today as well. Cool. Um, this is exciting. We will be back. Okay. So next episode, because I've figured it out and I have planned and I have considered when's gonna post and if we're on the same posting schedule we are gonna start actually getting into um horror and creepy stuff um in the next episode so this should release about the end of september ish and so i have a whole plan for october and be prepared and if you don't like halloween or horror you may want to skip this month because that's all october is going to be about um and i'm really excited about it and so (laughs) i have a lot of
1: stick around and find out many of the reasons that we love horror. And maybe you can find yourself convert. Yes. Like I didn't always like horror and I have come around and I would love to talk about that and explain why.
0: Absolutely. And, um, we're going to have some guests. We're going to figure it out. So we're going to go from there, but yeah, it's going to be a really, really good time. I have a lot of horror movies to watch between now and, um, when we're going to record our top 10 favorites just to make sure I can get them. But, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about all this. So That's it. That's, that's all for today we have for you. Go be happy and merry. If you want to answer any of these questions, send them in. Podcast at InfinitePulp.com. We'll be happy to read it on layer for you. Or if you have any questions or anything else, let us know. And uh, we'll be here for you. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us, though. Bye, everybody.